after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Good Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about commercials. Talk about the good ones, talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. My goodness, it's a telephone inside of a football. Hey Mark, you're not going to believe it, I'm calling you from a football phone. My name's Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Has. My apologies for that voice. What's the modern equivalent of the football phone? They make some sort of football thing that Rob Gronkowski is like. Oh, the yeah. The, brand. Fo- the football Bluetooth speaker. That's that right. I guess that's it. Lures me into every sharper radio image. shack and yeah. sharper image that has it. That's right. If that football speaker is in a mall and I'm in that mall, I will gravitate towards it at some point. I've never purchased it, though. And you never will. And I never will. Hey, that's Genevieve Has. Did I already say that? We're your hosts. And uh, coming up. I'm pretty excited because I don't even know what's coming up. I found an online quiz based on Super Bowl commercials. It's got 20 questions in it. I just tried the first one to see how it would work. And I think it'll be an audio spectacular. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I will say that I got the first one right away, though. So unless it gets harder, it could also just be... I like to feel like a winner. That is true. You do not like it when the quizzes beat us. No, I like to win. So the good news is this doesn't pit me against you. We're a team. We can figure it out together for a change uh, with the help of the internet. Uh, so I'm calling that it's Quizness Time Super Bowl edition. Because I still how'd think, you come up with that? Well, you named another show. It's Quizness Time, <laughs> and it's I still am laughing, and it's been a year and a half. Um, also, you seem very excited about the Ad Council. While you we were putting together the feedback segment in the other room, I just heard you guffawing. Yes, and we got a special treat from a listener that um, you I will introduce you to in the Ad Council. Okay. Um, first, though, to kick things off, of course, it is now officially Football Week. <laughs> Did I say football week or Super Bowl week? You said football week. <laughs> I thought I would have said football week. <laughs> I thought it was intentional. No, <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. It's, it's Super Bowl week, week, but it is also Super Bowl week. I call Super Bowl week football week. Um, and of course, you know, like any year in the past 10 years, um, we're just being inundated online with like, you know, roundups of, of commercial teasers of what's going to appear in the Super Bowl or actual just, you know, the commercials being posted online early. It's such a gimme to content providers. It really is. As a matter Including of fact, us, I would this add. Is a weird ass, this is a weird-ass place to start. But let's talk about this for a second. Can we talk about, can we start with a Super Bowl commercial that isn't a Super Bowl commercial at all, but is being included in all of these Super Bowl roundups? Is this the PETA one? Yes. Just, I mean, I, yeah, find, let's this talk bo- about I this. find this both irritating, but also you got to give them credit. They're a nonprofit and they're getting so much bang for their buck with their somewhat sneaky marketing campaign. It's par for the course with PETA, man. And it's a weird ad. Let's get into it. Okay. So let me um, give a little bit of background first. PETA has kind of... I'm this doing is, air quotes this is here. Pe- this is people for the ethical treatment of animals. Although, of didn't they get rid of that? Isn't it now just PETA stands for PETA? Oh, like I didn't AARP know that. AARP stands for AARP. 
I, I didn't KFC know that. Well, that's for KFC. I could be wrong. You could. I I had not heard that, but um, it wouldn't surprise me. But they're still an animal rights organization. Right. Okay. And also, I'm probably wrong about that. I might be thinking of NARAL. Maybe. I think NARAL maybe just Real stopped similar. being an acronym and just started being. I mean, they're nonprofits that are known <laughs> as their acronyms, yeah, right? I, I guess that's true. They do have that in common. Um. All right. So anyway, in the past, they have, and again, heavy air quotes here, had uh, Super Bowl commercials rejected. And my, 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 I, I believe that's because they were making very kind of shocking commercials that would no way make it to the airwaves. Yeah. And that way they can get a big splash in the press about PETA denied Super Bowl commercial sure. when they couldn't afford a Super Bowl commercial to begin with. Well, this time they did something similar. I don't think this commercial is as shocking or over the top or certainly not grotesque or anything like that. Um, but they it's said... It's certainly ham-fisted. They call, pun definitely intended. <laughs> they called uh, NBC, who's hosting the Super Bowl this year, and they were quoted apparently $10,000 for an ad. Now, we know from talking on this show that Super Bowl ads, 30 seconds, cost like half of that, about $5 million. You said $10,000. $10 million okay. is what I meant. I'm doing great today. Okay. Uh, anyway, so they're like saying, NBC was going to charge us double, but... NBC was saying, no, when you enter these agreements with us, you're also agreeing in a contract to buy ad space elsewhere. It's just what they do. It's, it's the way you sell ads on a network. Um, but PETA... It's is, not personal PETA. It's just business. PETA's acting like, oh, another rejected commercial. And now because of this, in every uh, Super Bowl, or as I call it, football roundup I'm seeing, <laughs> it's including the PETA ad as a Super Bowl commercial. I mean, you've got to hand it to PETA, man. They are PR masters. And also, by the way it's a minute 40 yeah which wouldn't that you be weren't ten- really planning on airing this yeah it, i mean a minute 40 in the super bowl would be like 15 million dollars even if you're going by like just the day you know the, the second per second rate or whatever and what are you gonna do with the extra 10 seconds yeah you gotta buy 90 <laughs> you can't just buy a, a buck 40 yeah right. you just play it in the corner when the game starts <laughs> yeah back right up. all right so this stars james cromwell now i think i know him best yes, probably I, I, from well he's in six feet under of course, say, Babe. Yeah. I mean, he's a very well-known actor. And I think a long-time PETA Oh, supporter. Babe is what got him into animal rights. Oh, is that right? That yes. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, so anyway, this uh, stars him as a priest, as a Catholic priest uh, behind the screen in a confessional in a church. And we see some jerky guy heading into the church, smoking a cigarette. He flicks his cigarette butt right after, right as he's about to enter the door and it kind of almost hits an old lady who's going into the church. Who's he's just limping in with a cane. With a cane. He's, he's on his cell phone yammering away. So PETA is... Subtly hinting at the fact that this is not yes the type of guy with all the subtlety <laughs> of a of an air bolt gun to the head. Wow, <laughs> Look, you're really leaning. Let in. me be clear. I, l- let me actually be clear. I know we have some vegetarian and vegan listeners. Uh, we and I absolutely respect um, your principled position. And for whatever reason you do it, I don't eat pork for uh, for ethical reasons myself. And I I know like. I, that's where I draw the line. Other people draw it at, at no living things. So I, I respect everyone's beliefs on this. I am I am joking at Peta's expense because purely as purely as a marketing tactic and and their marketing uh, strategies, which I find to be hilariously transparent. And yet they and yet they'll they'll put out a press release with all the sort of 
pomp and earnestness in the world. Like we were denied our opportunity to be on the super to have a Super right. Bowl ad. Like no, you. Weren't. They're masters of earned media. <laughs> They're masters of earned media, and but but like call it what it is. Right. So anyway, we have this jerky guy. He's heading into church, almost knocking over this old lady with a cigarette. Um, and then the rest of the uh, the commercial, the audio you'll hear is him in the confessional talking to the priest again, played by James Cromwell. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. God forgives all, my son. Oh, I've lied. Uh, to your wife? Uh, to the world. Are you a politician? No, I uh, work in the meat industry. I'm the guy who came up with uh, free range on all the chicken packaging, but uh, there is no range. It's just big warehouses where they're all crammed into. And uh, <laughs> yeah, all natural, not so much. Really? Well, you must stop lying and say five Hail Marys. Sustainable, humanely killed. Is Cromwell like, doing dude, an Quint- accent, by the way? Uh, yeah, he's, I think he's, he's like, doing, like almost a, he's like Irish priest. Just like a tiny bit. Yeah, yeah a just, little bit. Yeah. Also, dude, when, when, you, when you get the answer you want, stop yeah. asking. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm the guy who wrote all of those i see yeah i've pretty much tricked millions of people into believing that the animals that they eat all live good lives didn't suffer and eventually die bloody horrific deaths but to be fair those people all want to believe what i'm telling them because everyone wants to feel good about where their food comes from but come on, you can't get that many animals from farm to plate without doing some really shady sh- stuff. Yeah, so uh, what's uh, my penance? like? There is no penance. Oh, so I'm forgiven. There's no forgiving you either. Well, why? I- oh, for the love of God. We have to draw the line somewhere. What even Jesus wouldn't forgive one of these? Yeah, factory farm, factory farm execs. Yeah, I mean it's it's shock value. It's um, it's it's like you know I don't. There's no there's no sort of cleverness to this other than the other than the strategy itself. I think. Um, and it worked because we just led our Super Bowl roundup with yeah. it. Um, let's see here. I don't want to play all of these things it, because we're going to do a full-on Super Bowl show after the Super Bowl with Nick and Rosen, and yeah. that's going to be next week's show. We're going to try to drop it a day early, by the way. So I just wanted to go through some of these a little bit more quickly. But I cut you off. Were you going to add something to the PETA Oh, commercial? I was just curious. Since, since this isn't really a Super Bowl commercial, we probably won't talk about it next week. Do you find that – I mean, we are – People who probably like we buy free range eggs and we try to buy uh, free range chicken. Um, do you find that that uh, pitch compelling? That like there really is no such thing as mass produced. Uh, humanely produced meat. I kind of believe that. I mean, we. I don't even pay attention to what chicken I get, honestly. I probably should. Uh, and I only get the free-range eggs because you tell me to. I've kind of always <laughs> assumed it's just a label. <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't know. If anyone knows if there are, if there are any brands that are truly better than others, and I realize they all end up dead at the end of the story, 
But I would be curious to know if there's like if there are brands that are more honest than not. Well, I think that if you and I really wanted to make an effort to get locally sourced stuff, we have a lot of opportunity here in Seattle. Like the answer to that is go to the farmers market, right? Like there's a farmers market in Seattle every single day of the week. There are some big ones on the weekends. We can go to our local butchers more. I mean, we could certainly make those efforts. Yeah, maybe you we have should. to go out of your way to do it. I always that always seems like a good goal uh, for me. Plus, it just is. I don't know. You can walk smugly home. I do like the farmers market. I do enjoy that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> nothing tastes as good as feeling smug feels. That's true. <laughs> um, so let's just talk about a couple of these. I don't know if I'm going to play them unless you want me to. Um, Amazon has released a teaser for a commercial campaign. I think we're going to see the first one unveiled uh, during the Super Bowl. And the concept behind it is Alexa has lost her voice. So um, in this first ad... Let's actually play this Do you want to play this one? Because I wanted to talk about one, one piece of this. Okay, so in this ad, we just see... I think it's an average woman brushing her teeth uh, in her bathroom. And she's talking to Alexa... <laughs> As you do. And then uh, uh, you'll hear Alexa kind of loses her voice. And then it cuts to Amazon HQ. Now, this is Amazon HQ1, not Amazon HQ2, because right. that hasn't even been built yet. We don't know but where. They're still in be. Seattle in this one. Yes. And uh, and we see uh, Jeff Bezos, the real Jeff Bezos, uh, kind of freaking out and talking to the people who work for him. Like, what are we going to do about Alexa losing her voice? Alexa, what's the weather like today? In Austin, it's 60 degrees with a chance. <laughs> Alexa? Amazon's Alexa lost her voice this morning. Alexa lost her voice? How is that even possible? We have the replacements ready. Just say the word. And you're sure this is going to work? Yeah. So Bezos' subordinate um, gives a... She nods, but you can tell she doesn't really know that if she's going to be able to solve this problem. Um, that was Bezos' voice you were hearing. Um, is it true? Alexa's lost her voice. How is this even possible? What do you think of his acting chops? Because I've never seen him. I don't know. I mean, I know what Jeff Bezos looks like because he's, mm-hmm. I guess, the richest person on the planet. Um, but I don't really know much about what he sounds like. He's not one. Of, he's not hugely in the public eye. Um, and I've never seen him do any acting before. And that wasn't a huge amount of acting, but... It was good. It was he did a lot good. with his face. You know, for me, I think good acting is in what you can do even if you have very little lines. And yeah. I think that he expresses a he lot. He did okay. I mean, for a commercial? For a, for, a, for a CEO in a commercial, I mean, he was a little bit like, does my do my bug eyes look surprised? But, you know, other than that, I thought it was okay. I, I still think that's better than the best Russell Wilson commercial. Oh, I disagree. I well, think you got a little thing for Russell. Well, I mean, obviously Russell's very handsome, but I think Russell's made huge strides in his the commercials where he's like a talk show host. Yeah, I know you like those. I think they're still a little bit stilted. I think that they direct around his acting. But um, and I, I think, though, let's not lose the point of that commercial as well, which is clearly that's a setup so that um, in the Super Bowl, they will have a big ass Super Bowl commercial, a quote unquote football commercial. Uh, I, I, my guess is I'll bet you it'll be one of those like minute long ones and they'll trot out all this is my prediction. They'll trot out all kinds of celebrities to try out a, the job. It feels like that's Alexa. the most. Yeah, I mean that feels like an obvious uh, thing for them to do, and I and it feels like something that's been done before, like kind a, a kind mm-hmm. of joke that's been done before. Um, and frankly, what uh, you know what KFC's been doing for two or three years now, 
uh, of like just getting celebrity after celebrity in as their as their spokesperson. Um, it would be more interesting to me if they found something else to do with it, but I'll be pleasantly surprised if that's the case. Yeah. Um, so going through some more of these quickly, a quick update to the Skittles ad. Again, this is kind of like trying to get on the Super Bowl bandwagon without actually paying for a Super Bowl commercial. Um, Skittles decided they were going to make a commercial and only show it to one person during the Super Bowl, and then you can watch that person's reaction online. I mean, it's pretty convoluted, if you ask me, and not that intriguing. Yeah. Because we're kind of into, like, the fourth generation of this kind of stunt. Yes. Um, it's it's either it's this, or it's, like, the one-second ad, or it's the, you know, the un, the Super Bowl, the un-Super Bowl ad. Right. I'm trying to think, oh, didn't, like, Mario Lopez do something? What am I, what am I thinking of? Somebody, some company last year did it probably had nothing to do with mario lopez i don't know why he's jumping in my head uh there was a a a stunt like this that we talked about last year too where somebody was just doing something online but trying to you know tie into the super Bowl. yeah it feels very stunty and um skittles has is sort of its own worst enemy i think when it comes to these kinds of ads because um they're so weird and they have they kind of created this idea of weird ads so um all these little teasers that they're putting out in advance just feel very forgettable to me. Yeah. So last week we played for you that commercial where uh, there's some newscaster announcing that Skittles is going to make an ad that's only showed to one person. And then there's a kind of a dropout looking guy on his couch eating Skittles, getting into an argument with the newscaster about whether or not that's actually going to happen. It was a little bit weird in the vein of Skittles. Now they've released like four or five of these firing, uh, starring David Schwimmer and they're extremely weird. They're really leaning into that Skittles weirdness. And in all of them, Schwimmer is doing something completely different. But he's raising the question, could this be a scene from that secret Skittles commercial that is going to air to one person during the Super Bowl? I'm only going to play one for you. In this one, uh, Schwimmer is dressed like a slightly older guy, very kind of disheveled. He looks like a a sa- like a magazine salesman who isn't that good at his job, basically. Like a short sleeve button down, kind of unkempt hair, oh, too too wide of a tie, and he's holding a sandwich on his knee that he's eating for lunch. Yeah, and the sandwich itself is kind of has a mouth, and he's feeding it Skittles. And the sandwich is chewing the Skittles. And the sandwich is chewing the Skittles, and then at the end, you'll hear the sandwich talk to him. You'd probably like to know if this is a scene from the upcoming Skittles Super Bowl ad, but I, I can't tell you because we're only showing it to one single person. I'll tell you. Shut up! Nobody asked you! Exclusive the rainbow! Taste the rainbow. So he screams at his sandwich at the end. Um, and there's a bunch of these, but he's playing very different characters in all of them. Some of them are very sci-fi. Yeah, they have, no, they have no relationship to each other visually or thematically, except that Schwimmer's in them all. The very last one, he's actually we find out that he's actually a puppet on the knee of a full-sized human being. No, he's, he's, the, he's a puppet on the knee of a bigger puppet, which oh, is on yes. the knee of a person. Right. Um, they're very, very weird I don't know how I feel about them. I'm Skittles kind of invented this space. I feel like they're not breaking any new ground here, but they made me chuckle. Yeah, I guess so. It's just like, I mean, I don't know how Skittles sort of digs itself out of this hole because like they, they only all they, all they can do is go more weird. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it would be really interesting if Skittles decided to go normcore. What if Skittles just, their next campaign is just like the most straightforward, just like this is our candy, Uh, we make it this way. It's uh, one of the more flavorful flavorful candies out there, and we really think you're going to enjoy it. Just totally straight-faced. Yeah. I think that'd be great, like kind of an old-fashioned, uh, just like, this is how the how the sugar water gets congealed. <laughs> but, but see, that would still be a joke. Are you saying make a joke out of it? Well, I mean, do it in a, do it in some sort of language that sounds real, I guess. But like, I mean, it is just like sucrose, right, and flavor, right? I mean, it's not. There's nothing. There's nothing old fashioned and wholesome about Skittles. But I think it would be hilarious to see a campaign that was like. Were there's originals, you know, or something? Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Not not outwardly totally, make a joke. Just, to- just play, play it, it totally straight. straight. Yeah, I like that. Speaking of weird, by the way, I feel like this next commercial uh, plays into the territory exactly that Skittles carved out years ago, and we're seeing a lot of copycats. Um, this is the new Pringles commercial that's supposed to air during the Super Bowl. I don't even. I don't think this is worth playing unless you really want me to. It's a cup. It's not really worth playing. There's a Bill Hader is. I don't think it's very good. Um, Bill Hader is on set somewhere. He's an actor. Uh, being an actor, presumably being Bill Hader. Um, and then he finishes his scene and he and the craft he and some other crew members of the crew are marveling at all the how you can create like barbecue pizza flavor by mixing two Pringles flavors together. Right. Take pizza add and barbecue. Stacking them. Right. And then and it, what what's interesting or I don't know if it's interesting, what's noteworthy maybe is that you know at the end of that David Schwimmer one where he yells at the sandwich Mm -hmm. at the end of this one there's another actor in the scene who's kind of like up behind like behind them and he kind of tries to weigh in on the the whole thing with the Pringles and Hater turns around and screams like nobody asked you Kevin in the same exact way that Schwimmer yells at the sandwich it's like it's not funny anymore. it's not funny anymore like it that feels like such a tired punchline and it's just because it's like absurdly angry for no reason reason, which like it was funny the first for the first 10 years that people were doing that and now it just feels so played um i will also note that um you know one of my favorite podcasts is my brother my brother and me Mm -hmm. uh and they do a segment which is i feel a little bit biting our rhyme but i will let i will let it slide called munch squad where they read press releases from like oh right snack and fast food companies Mm -hmm. um and they recently read a uh, press release from pringles around thanksgiving time that was like a snack, a meal kit from Pringles where they made Pringles that tasted like all of the traditional Thanksgiving foods, so like cranberry sauce and turkey. They would se- they would sell. Pie. They wouldn't actually sell these. It was just a. I think it was just a gag. It was a little I bit see. hard to tell from the press release if there were even any any of these kits made and mm-hmm. given away, but they certainly weren't sold. Right, because you're not going to buy a can of uh, cranberry-flavored no, Pringles disgusting. just to match with your stuffing-flavored, which you might get. Uh, on the, I would 100% eat a stuffing-flavored oh, Pringle, yeah, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I get um, Italian sausage-flavored potato chips. I can't remember what the... I think they're Lay's. Yeah. Well, there's... Uh, there's no, maybe they're 7-Eleven brand. They're 7-Eleven brand. 7-Eleven yeah. brand makes some weird-ass 
chip flavors. We've tried a lot of them on the Grapes of Wrath. They make hot dog flavor. I, I have not been able to find it up here, but I know they had it down in L.A. <laughs> um, one that is getting a lot of buzz. I want to kind of keep clipping along here because, again, we're going to do a whole thing with um, Nick and Rosa next week after the Super Bowl. But one that I would say is probably getting the most attention beforehand is the fact that M&M's uh, is going to turn Danny DeVito into one of those talking M&M's. That's the wrong way of putting it, actually. It's actually the reverse. It's the reverse. M&M's has had this campaign that's been going on for a couple of decades now, right? With the talking, uh, the talking M&M's. And mm-hmm. it's this weird world where they're about waist high to a human and they're totally animated and interacting with humans. But then some humans want to stop them and eat them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in sexy times, sometimes in aggro ways. Yeah, we've it's talked a lot weird. about how we don't care for this world this this universe that they've created i don't i don't really care for the uh for that and i don't really necessarily like this new one although it's getting a lot of ink um you got uh these two m&ms walking down the street and then because like i would eat m&ms from a fire hose basically if i you know yeah i mean it would hurt your teeth all things (laughs) all things being equal but and so i am a i am an easy target for an m&ms ad and now, never once have these talking, obnoxious M&Ms mm-hmm. made me think like, oh, I should go out and get a bag of M&Ms. You know what makes me want to get a bag of M&Ms? Seeing one in the, at the grocery store. Well, you remember that was one of the first ads that I doctor doctor. <laughs> Oops, that's the wrong sound. I think that the, I think that the best, um, somebody told me today that this has been taken offline. I saw that on our Facebook page, yeah. Wow. From a very nice commenter who said that she and her husband split their size laughing at, at yeah. our episode. Um, but I think like a great uh, M&M's commercial would just really focus on the sound that M&M's yeah. make or like the tactile, like when you reach into a bowl of M&M's. Anyway, in this particular one, we have a couple of M&M's walking down the street. Uh, the red M&M is complaining that everybody's trying to eat him is three people tried to eat him that day and then he finds a lucky penny on the ground and suddenly poof he's no longer an M&M he's turned into Danny DeVito who is wearing a big red shirt with a big M on it so that's kind of a funny visual gag and then he runs he's around he runs around the streets of New York screaming do you want to eat me do you want to eat me to people and they keep saying no and are disgusted and then at the end he's very happy because suddenly nobody wants to eat him anymore and I'm pretty sure this is I don't know if this one's going to air during the Super Bowl or if this again is a setup so that we can now watch his further adventures on Sunday. I don't know, but can I doctor doctor this ad for us sure, real quick? Sure, should I play a little music while you do that? <laughs> so, this would never really work, but this would be much funnier to me if he were in character as Frank from It's Always Sunny. And what I would have liked to see for this ad to happen is when the red M&M picks up the lucky penny or whatever magic thing happens to make him turn into Danny DeVito. It had started, or we cut from the It's Always Sunny cast, and Danny DeVito somehow magically Disa- transformed. So it's actually, or Danny DeVito, that's kind of funny. But it's actually Frank from It's right. Always Sunny, because I think it's much funnier if Frank is in this situation yelling, Do you want to eat me at people? Because Frank is the kind of disgusting animal that would like say that, you know? But it just, it's unclear to me. I guess he's. I guess when he becomes the M, when the Eminem becomes Danny DeVito, he's supposed to just be the same. He's the same character, character yeah. but the voice is different because it's whoever does that voice isn't. Is that which, the John Lovitz voice, by the way? I've always thought that was John Lovitz, but in that case, get John Lovitz. Yeah, because John Lovitz would. He's fit, just as Eminem. He tricked me into this, and I'm going to play the damn commercial. I've had three people try to eat me today. Oh three. no, you know who that is? No, I think John Lovitz does play one. That's the guy from Futurama. Isn't it? Billy, the guy, uh, uh, 
the guy who does Fry, yeah. Yeah, Billy Fry. West? Billy, Billy West. West. Yeah. It sounds like Billy West. I've had three people try to eat Yeah, yeah it really does. I think we've actually looked that up before. Anyway, um, I, again, don't want to get too bogged down in these. I guess I'm just going to keep saying that, yet still I'm going to get bogged down. I don't <laughs> well, like... Well, as long as we take a lot of time to talk about not getting bogged down. This Budweiser one, I hate already. Stand by you. Um, all right, let me just tell you what happens here. I know it's, it's very red state of me, but I really like it. Oh, my God. It's the middle of the night <laughs> in a darkened bedroom. We see on the smartphone that it's actually 3.42, early, early in the morning. The phone rings. A man picks it up. There's an emergency going on somewhere. We don't know what it it's is. President Trump and North Korea has launched a nuke. <laughs> right. All of a sudden, we see him tell his wife that he's got to go into work early. They exchange very serious looks. He heads into work. We see him driving there, and we realize he works at a Budweiser factory. We still don't know what's going on. They shut down the Budweiser factory. It stops filling cans of beer. And then we realize, oh, they made a few changes. Now it's filling cans of water. Which, by the way, does do they have cans of water? Does Budweiser actually do this? I mean, if they don't, this is a very bold move. I guess so. All right, let's take a listen to it now. I'll be right there. Now, the storm is affecting thousands of families, people still in desperate need of aid. When the night has come. Where are we at? So there's the there's the general manager of Budweiser, the middle of the night. He's in the there, car, a particular brewery, the Cartersville Brewery, and he's he's just hands oning it because when there's a storm somewhere, the number one thing is that the beer companies jump into action. This could not be more heroic. And the moon is the only light we'll see. They've stopped making beer. Now they're making water. No, I Cans of Anheuser branded water. No, Look at these heroes. They're just stacking trucks full of these cans of Anheuser water. And now we see that they're delivered at a disaster relief zone. Mm-hmm. And now it's the next night. And the wife from the first scene is looking at her husband. With a, a quiet w- smile of approval. Of She just is so proud of him for being such a hero, and she wants to jump his bones. And he just looks up at her, and he just gives that humble kind of nod, like mm-hmm. this beer and worker it, did some good today. And then the, the screen today. says, uh, Texas, Florida, Puerto Rico, um, California, wherever you need us, uh, we'll, stand, we'll stand by you. Um I did hear that Budweiser broke a rib going down on itself with okay, this commercial. I hate not this appropriate. so much. This anger, it is so self-congratulatory for a goddamn beer commercial. This is the most I think I've felt about any commercial we've talked about in a year. So if they really did all that, if they really did like put beer, beer production on hold at a brewery to produce water for mm-hmm. all of those places that had natural disasters this year um, and presumably provide it for free um they like that doesn't move you at all not when they make an ad like this congratulating themselves in the most quietly humble hero terms this makes me sick so when they do so when a company does something like this they should net they should just hide their light under a bushel well honestly i do think that um that being a little bit more subtle and 
actually humble and not fake humble about it does go a long way in how I feel about a company. For example, today I heard that, and I'm sure you read this news too. As a matter of fact, you probably had work to do today related to this news, maybe not. But an interesting early announcement that like um, I think Amazon – and uh, Berkshire Hathaway, Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway, I should say. And who's the third company? It's actually Chase Morgan, right? Bank are going to combine uh, to put together some sort of a health care company, either a nonprofit or somehow alleviate people's health care and health care needs, I should say. Um, and I thought, you know what? That's I, I trust these companies. I generally have a good vibe, certainly about Berkshire Hathaway and kind of about Amazon. If you throw in a Starbucks, I definitely feel better about Starbucks. But I don't think that I've ever seen a specific ad campaign for any of those companies that is as disgustingly self-aggrandizing as this. There are ways to do good things in the world and also you know, have PR teams in, in, in various ways of promoting that, that doesn't make me personally feel ill. This is just so, this is just like so heroic. It, it really bothers me. I understand. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, uh, you know, ob- objectively. I mean, it's a taste, it's a just a, it's a taste thing anyway. But I, and I think, you know, Budweiser has a real direct line to my heartstrings. Um, and I don't know why I, it's not because I have any particular love for the brand um, outside of its commercials, and you know, it's it's not it's nothing like that. But they're really effective to me with their use of music, like, and I'm 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 moved by this, but not not even a tenth as much as I'm moved by the ones where the lost puppy comes home to the Clydesdales. You know, what I mean, like oh, right. they just have a real really uh, effective way, at least from my perspective, of using songs, using like slow. Uh, kind of acoustic covers of other songs to to like really tug on your heartstrings, and I know it's manipulative, but it just works on me. And like another thing that they do, of course, using music like this is focus on soldiers coming home. They did that yeah. really famous Super Bowl ad three or four years ago, right? And it's just as kind of, I guess, you know, sappy for lack of a better word. But the attention isn't look how great we are. It's sappy in service of the service people coming home. You know, this is just sappy in what a hero. I don't like to use the word hero, but it's okay if you call me a hero kind of way. <laughs> it's I think it's really gross. Um, all right, so let's see here. Um, uh, is it quiz time? Is it I think it's time? probably quiz time. Let's just say this. There's a Febreze ad that will be in the Super Bowl this year that I am very into. We got to talk about it next week, okay? Because so far it's my favorite. Oh, really? Did you watch the Febreze one? I did, and I think I have a different take, so we'll, we'll save that. Oh, for next week. really? Are you sure? Because I just went, I just, I just got pretty ranty on Budweiser. Do you want to put me in my place? Well, sure. Why don't we do this one more? We'll, we'll, uh, then we'll do the quiz. Okay, so I'll do a quick setup on this. This one is um, produced like a documentary style, um, almost reminiscent of that fake documentary that Skittles made about the Skittles man. Um, and it is shots of this guy as he's driving. I believe his name is David. And his poop doesn't stink, except in this commercial, everybody is saying his bleep doesn't stink. Um, and we hear people talking about him in the third person while we're seeing shots of him. Uh, I think the main people we hear from are his mom and dad who are sitting and on like a his couch basketball together. Coach. At one point, we'll hear from his uh, ex-girlfriend or ex-wife. I'm Dave, and my bleep don't stink. 
Well, for a boy whose bleep don't stink, Dave turned out to be a very well-adjusted adult. Good kid. Bleep don't stink. Well, we first noticed it at his first birthday. Nothing. Nothing. I miss Dave. My friend, her son's a lawyer, but my son, his bleep don't stink, so... That's better than being a lawyer. Febreze. That's funny. I saw a longer version, but I must have put the wrong version in this um, in our notes. There's a minute long version where you hear from more people from his life. Anyway, at the very end, it says Dave isn't coming to your Super Bowl party, but everyone else is. And so that's why you need Febreze because it's a pretty rare person who's poo don't stink. Who's bleep don't stink. Bleep don't, bleep don't stink. I think it's a, an okay pitch, like as far as reminding people that you want to have an air freshener in your bathroom. Um, but I, I well, I want to quote Grant Brisby of SB Nation, hmm. who who wrote about this ad, and he wrote, "Well, I don't think that bleep don't stink is inherently funny. We live in a dilly dilly world. Mm. We have always lived in a dilly dilly world. Mm. It doesn't matter what you think. It matters if there are enough people who think, ha ha ha, they mean excrement, but they say bleep. That's how I feel. Grant, you really nailed it. In other words, yeah, as as a." As an idea in this world, this is going to have a certain amount of stickiness, but you don't think it's necessarily artfully done. No, and I just think it's like um, kind of lazy and or, or maybe maybe not even lazy. Maybe it's just too clever by half. Mm. I think I just like the style of it. I think they kind of nail the um, the not that it's the hardest thing in the world to do, but I feel like they do a good job of kind of nailing the subtleties production wise of, you know, that style of documentary. By the way, you mentioned Dilly Dilly, though. That's another thing that'll make me really mad. Uh, did you see this thing actually written by the Seattle Times? Jeff Baker, who's a sports writer, uh, clearly with the Seahawks not in the contest this year. Seattle sports writers really looking how they can fill the fill the. Columns. That's what I mean about the ads being a gift to content right. providers. So he actually did an interview with the one of the two guys who came up with the Dilly Dilly campaign, which is the campaign for Bud Light. Yes, um, with which is all around like a medieval court where the king is constantly um, hand giving out and receiving favors of Bud Light. And uh, I don't have a huge power out for this. It is uh, produced by Wyden Kennedy. Uh, and uh, let's see, one of the guy's names is, um, his last name is Placentra. I can't find his first name off. And uh, he and his buddy came up with N. it. N.J. Placentra. N.J. Placentra. Oh, yeah, N.J. Huh, N.J. New Jersey Placentra is what we'll call him. Him and his uh, writing partner came up with that. And they did say at the end of the article, like, we thought we came up with much better things that day, but it's one of those things that the yeah. second you hear it, it becomes a thing. They were going to use it in one commercial, but it became so successful that they decided to make Dilly Dilly a whole thing, which is funny because when that first commercial was out, I remember talking to you or Luke or somebody and just saying, like, this is going to be like the the same people who are going to say dilly dilly are the same people who are going to say what yeah like twenty five years ago yeah great people is what I mean great great people great Americans so <laughs> you said you wanted to get into quizness time right. recognize this well i can see what it is on my screen oh but i didn't recognize it it's the tech mobile theme i played a lot of tech mobile not super tech mobile i played a lot of tech mobile growing up uh all right this is a quiz from sporkle 
the world's largest trivia quiz website. And it's called, Can You Name the Products or Companies Being Advertised in These Super Bowl Commercials? And the thing that uh, attracted me to this is they're all audio clues. So we have, I don't think we should probably do all 20. I guess it depends on how fast we go through these. Um, But I will play for you the audio as they've edited it and presented it on uh, SoundCloud. And then we have to see if we can guess the product. You ready for this? Yep. Here's the first one. (laughs) Yell it out as soon as you know it. Mike, what is your deal, oh, man? Oh, come on, man. You've been riding me all day. Mike, you're playing like Betty White oh, out there. Oh, uh, Snickers. Snickers, yep. Better? Better. Hey! I'm open! That hurt. You're not you when you're hungry. Um, all right, so I think what I have to do is I have to type in Snickers here. They want to give us only 12 minutes to uh, get this done, which that's probably a good amount of time. All right, here's the next one. I don't know what this is. referee's a jackass no i believe that's a zebra gee i don't know that one i remember it vaguely um you know it's like it's there's a zebra on the field but i don't remember what it's for what were the sound effects it wouldn't be bw3s they did something with officials um we got to type something in so we should just make it guess try buffalo wild wings the uh, answer is, oh, we apparently got it wrong, but it's not going to give us the answer. Well, that's not helpful, Sporkle. So that's not great. Well, I guess we're going to have to come back to these. Oh, this is going to be a disaster. Holy crap. Okay, yeah. here's number three. People are like, aren't you too young to invest in the markets? And, you know, A, don't worry about it. You oh, know, I remember I this one. It's young. the baby. I mean, you don't know how old I am. Check is, it. Is it, Click. Oh. is it TD Ameritrade or it's, or it's like um, E... E-Trade. Try E-Trade. 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 Yep. You okay. got E-Trade. Way to go. Clock is ticking. Here's number four. Hello, Earth. I'm Alec Baldwin. Oh, this TV is... TV star. Oh, uh, this is... Uh, 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 Hulu. Hulu. Hulu? I think it's Hulu. You know, they say TV will rot your brain. Yeah, it's yep, definitely it's Hulu. Hulu. Look at you. Uh, Hulu it is. Alec Baldwin, currently on my last nerve. <laughs> Question number five. And we're back. To the sport of no pads, no helmets, and no million-dollar commercials. Hartman feeds to Coleman. Coleman links to Rogers. Oh, a foul! England scrum down and straight to Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Gladys Knight. I'm into they both had a lot of hits, but what else do they have in common? Bring you the world's largest selection of affinity credit cards. Oh, I recognize the voice. That's John Travolta. If you're into it, we're into it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that was. Well, let's not bother guessing because we don't know and it won't tell us the answer. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a question mark and I'm going to hit next. Uh, by the way, I'm now noticing it also gives us a clue of the year. This one should be, this is uh, number six, right? We're on uh, 2003. Can I write a check? Yo. 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 Can I write a check? Yo, yo! I guess yo. like Visa or something. It seems like a credit card ad if they if they can't write a check. I feel like they're using the um, 
kind of Budweiser joke of the early 2000s too, right? Like, what's the one where they're all on the phone together and they're all repeating each other? It's kind of a trope for a while now. I don't remember. Oh, yo, 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 Tribesa. Can I write a check? Yo, yo, gee, yo, gee. Hmm. Let's give this a shot. So, Visa for number six. Yeah, Visa, it is. I Look at right. you. Here's number seven. Okay, now what? Rock paper scissors for it. Okay, that's fair. On three. Yeah. One. I know this. I threw paper. I threw a rock. Oh, that rings a bell to me. There's the famous Super Bowl commercial where you had the rock, paper, and the scissors kind of walking down the street animated style, and they became friends with each other, right? Was that Super Bowl? It definitely was like some major event. I thought so. Yeah. Um, I don't know what this is, but it sounds like it could be some Doritos jackass stuff. Um, Let's try that. Nope. All right. Question number eight. When I grow up, I want to file all day. I want to claw my way up to middle management. I remember Being this. Being on a whim. I want to have a brown nose. I want to be a yes man. Yes woman. Yes sir. Coming sir. Anything for a raise, sir. When I, grow up, when I grow up, I want to be underappreciated. Be paid less for doing the same job. I want sunshine blowing up my dress. it be like um, recruiter was well it wasn't around then but maybe monster was all right let's try monster hey Vives, you are killing it yeah all right number nine so let me get this straight you've solved all our shipping problems oh ups that's gotta be it oh yeah, yeah the pigeons one we love that yeah, one. yeah ups no it's not uh, fedex yeah all right fedex it is uh number 10 now, these aren't really from Super Bowl Ten. Burden cats. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, this one, number 10, is from the year 2000. Oh, okay. Don't let anybody tell you it's easy. Anybody can herd cattle. Holding together 10,000 half-wild short hairs. Well, that's another thing altogether. Being a cat herder is probably about the toughest thing I think I've ever done. I got this one this morning right here. And if you look at his face, it's it just ripped to shreds, you know? Whoa. You see the movies, you, you hear the stories. It's Is it for cows? I'm living a dream. Not everyone can do what we do. Is this an ad for the um, kind of camp that they go to in the search for Curly's Gold? I don't, it's about, they're talking about cat herding. I mean, I don't think. Oh, they're talking about cat herding? Yeah, it's a joke. Oh, I, said, oh, oh. I wouldn't do nothing I don't else. think it's really for a camp where it you ain't herd an cats. Easy job, but when you bring a herd into town and you ain't lost a one of them, ain't a feeling like it in the world. You know, that was totally lost on me. I'm not a very observant person. I swear, though, now that you say that, I do. I remember this commercial. Yeah, but I can't remember what it's for, and it's really hard to tell from that what they're making a case for. And we're running out of time. We have four minutes and 30 seconds. Um, could it be for uh, Purina? No. I think we just have to hit next on yeah. this. All right. This is uh, number 10 from the year 2000. <laughs> Sorry, this is number 11 from the year 1984. This is clearly oh, the, it's Mac- the, Apple, the a- Apple or Macintosh? Uh, I, I guess 
Macintosh. Macintosh. All right. No, it accepted Apple. Accepted oh, I Macintosh. typed in Macintosh, but it accepted Apple. I got to say, Sporkle really is the world's leading trivia site. This yeah. is pretty legit. All right, number 12. Ever since people started recording information, 1977. Xerox. Very nice work, Brother Dominic. Thank you. Very Xerox nice. Xerox it is. Yeah. I heard That's him kind say, of a classic one. Yeah, oh, I didn't remember the commercial. I, just had I a think feeling. it was kind of famous. Uh, yeah. All right, here's number 13. 1979. Mean Joe Green, Coke, right? Oh, suddenly you're on fire here. Oh, it's coming together. That is the Mean Joe Green Coke commercial. Here's number 14 from 1996. You're cheating, We're wasting time here. What's happening? I don't know. It's just a lot of crashing. Is it water? I don't think it's water. Dragging? Oh my gosh. That was so unhelpful. And that was 96. I was like 18. That was 1996. Uh, let's just say it was Doritos. <laughs> it's always Doritos. No, it wasn't Doritos. All right. Uh, number 15 from 2009. At 24, he performed open heart surgery in a crowded opera house. I remember this. With a ballpoint pen. What is it? But despite all his confidence, when it comes to car buying, he's just as nervous as the rest of us. CarMax, 2009? That sounds right. Nope. No. Uh, what's another car buying app? Down to one minute, 54 seconds. Um, Auto Trader? Auto Trader. If it's not, I'm going back. All right. All right, we're going to skip it, I mean. That's what I mean. All right, number 16 from 2007. Paper or plastic? Paper's fine. I like these. Oh, nacho cheese. Nacho cool. cheese? Doritos? Doritos. <laughs> I mean, Fire we finally got Doritos. Yes, I got Doritos. <laughs> yeah. All right, move on to number 17. Welcome to the Gamgore checking in. 2002. Yes. First time with us? Yeah. Would you like a free newspaper in the morning? Sure. Shoeshine? Okay. Wake up call? 7 a.m. How about our turn down service with a complimentary chocolate on your pillow? Uh, great. Can I watch TV? No. M&M's. That was one of those damn M&M's. Oh, good job. M&M's. There it is. All right. Number uh, 18 from 1984. It certainly is a big one. Oh, Burger King. Big one. Not Wendy's? Try Burger King. Nope, not Burger King. I think it's Wendy's. Didn't they use old ladies? Yep. Wendy's it is. Good. 19. Okay. We've got 36 seconds. Break was over. And since Terry's been with us, that Terry our productivity Cruz? has gone up 46%. Yeah, I think it's Terry I remember Cruz. This. We're getting more from our employees than ever before. 2003. You know you need a cover sheet on your TPS reports, Richard. That ain't new, I love baby. him so much. I remember this ad. Because it's even but a joke really about office space. what's really me is how Terry's become part of the Felcher family. Oh, damn. He fits right in here. Uh, three, two, one. 
I don't uh, I don't know that one. We skipped it. Now, it just gave us all the answers. Do you want me to try this last one just to see if we can get it before we... Uh, all right. All right. The last one was... Off the floor, off the scoreboard, off the bang board, no rim. Nike, I'll bet. Yes. I'll bet you that's Nike. Oh. Nope, it was actually uh, McDonald's, 1993. That uh, Terry Crews one we heard was Reebok? Yeah. I had don't know. no idea. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, we missed Budweiser. Uh, Cars.com, Cars.com was the com. one. What did we say? We said Auto Trader and... CarMax. CarMax. I All mean, right, in fairness, com. we had the right category. What was, Here was the Pepsi. This one was Pepsi. We couldn't figure it out. Was this the dragging one? Oh, it's your cheating heart. Oh, I remember this. It's all like... Coke and Pepsi had, uh, I think he's. I think there's a Coke guy and a like a Coke truck driver and a Pepsi truck oh, driver, right. and they're sitting at a diner together. Yes, and the, yes, the yes. Coke yes. truck driver orders a Pepsi, and the Pepsi driver sees him do it. That's what's going. I on remember there. that now that you say that. Um, here, All right, how do we do? We got sixty percent. We got sixty percent. Here was uh, number ten that we were not able to get. <laughs> The cat hurting cat. Oh, that was the hurting cat one. That was actually for electronic data systems. Or oh, EDS. everyone's favorite data system. Right. <laughs> I believed you there for a second. We also didn't get number seven. What was that? Okay, now what? Rock paper scissors for it. All right. Well, that was for Bud Light. Um, the audio sounds familiar, but I don't. I, I can't, not enough for me to describe it to you. Number five was one we did. And get. we're back to the sport of no pads, no helmets, and no million dollar commercials. Hartman that was for MBNA. Is that a bank? I think so, yeah. And then number two we weren't able to get. I have no idea what's going on. But it's a Budweiser commercial from Oh, it's the one with the zebra on the... Oh, right. Um, I should have guessed that because anything like horse-related is often Budweiser mm. in the Super Bowl. So there you go. We got uh, 60% right. The average score is only 42, though. Well, I should hope we beat the average. My God, we do a podcast about commercials. <sighs> I know. Score 12 out of 20. All right. Well, that was fun, man. Yeah, thank Let's you. Let's keep Thanks, coming Sporkle. back to Sporkle. That way we can play these games together. Um, and with that, do you want to check in with the old ad council? I do. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right. What gave you the giggles today? Well, I'm going to start with uh, actually some interesting feedback we got about uh, Northwest Mutual, Northwestern Mutual campaign that we talked about. This was from the show uh, that we did about commercials that were making us mad. Uh, and we talked about this uh, kid goes to Paris. He's a fish out of water ad and he's not, doesn't speak the language and he can't really understand what's happening and he's not teacher doesn't like his art but then he everybody has, seems really aggressive yeah like, kind of like and we just didn't think it and then he some he draw he he finally creates something that he's proud of and he sends it to his parents back home in the states and they're like oh thank goodness and it's something like the tagline is something like um like now you've now you've finished putting him through school mm-hmm. or whatever um we thought it was just sort of a weird message to send that uh a study a year studying abroad is 
such a difficult thing and that this would be like a positive message for an upper middle class family? Well, I mean, I just didn't like the presentation or the directing of it because I actually think that the message of, hey, listen, you saved for college, but you got to save a little bit more because that's how you got to finish your kid's education these days. That rings true to me. Um and I understand why that would speak to your kind of middle class average parent. I just thought that they made it way too aggressively. He just looks, I thought it was going to be like a PSA. He seems like he's practically being assaulted by the foreign country he's in. Yeah. He seems very unhappy for most of it. Uh, listener Gabby, who is listener, was listener Gabby from Paris. She's now listener Gabby from Madrid. So she's, um, she's making her way around Europe um, like a international jewel thief. Um, wrote, I felt compelled to write in after that last episode's discussion of the studying abroad commercial. Um, she says, I can't even tell you what this commercial is advertising, but when I was in the States for Christmas, it made me cry every time and even made me emotional when listening to the podcast. You guys said it was so negative about these experiences, but as someone who studied abroad, that is exactly the right tone. Even when you know the language, being a 19 year old kid across an ocean from any support system, support system is hard. And as my parents helped me take out a loan for my study abroad, I can really relate. Studying abroad is what helped define my future and is the reason I still live in Europe. The experience was hard. I cried. I almost bought uh, I almost bought a plane ticket home at points. But there's this one moment that changes you and you realize that maybe uh, this is what's right after all. And both his parents in the commercial and my parents came to realize that too. So I just wanted to share what this commercial gets so right and how it hits me right in the feels. I think that's a really great perspective to share. Like, it doesn't hit me that way at all. I spent some time abroad um, in college, but I just didn't have this experience. And clearly, like, it didn't stick for me because I, you know, didn't make it my business to live overseas. Before you read the uh, the next email, I want to jump in and say, that's really interesting. And I think that if the ad were for something different that scenario would make more sense. So I'm not saying even that, like, I would be a mess abroad. I've, you know, I've only been to a foreign speaking language once or a couple of times with the same one, right? Mexico. And Costa Rica. Oh, and Costa Rica. But, um, you know, I'm still very nervous. I've never been to Europe. I've never, you know, I've never been anywhere else. So I'm very nervous about what it would be like for me to be in one of these environments. So I'm not saying that it's not realistic, when I'm in meetings for advertiser with advertisers and the agencies uh, for the other podcast I work on, this is there's a really cheesy term that they throw around, which is pain point, and I always kind of laugh about it later, and I tell Luke what the pain points are. <laughs> um, but it does make sense that the pain point is like, what is the problem that this thing is solving? Sure. And I feel like what the product or service that they're selling here is not make your trip abroad easier or let let us help you with this pain you're feeling. I think that if anything, maybe the struggle here should be the family wants to do like the narrative should be earlier on in the story. Like this family is struggling, but they realize they need to somehow get their kid to Europe to finish the education. So then the company comes in and helps them invest properly to do that. In this case, I feel like this might be realistic, but then at the end of it, why don't you sell me something that makes my trip abroad a little bit easier? The pain point doesn't match the service. Well, Northwestern Mutual's product that they sell isn't to make this kid's experience easier. It's to make it financially viable for his parents to send him there. Right. And I think what Gabby's saying is that this for her and for a parent for parents like hers and 
by extension, other parents uh, who might be watching this, parents of teenagers or young adults, this w- this had an emotional resonance for her that I think escaped us or certainly escaped me. Um, and that her, her, now she did say, I don't remember what this is advertising. So that's a mark against Northwestern Mutual. But she's saying it has an emotional resonance for her and potentially for her parents and that they would have therefore like very positive associations with this financial services company. Yeah, I, I could see that. Or maybe maybe the problem is that I'm a first generation kid who went to college. Yeah. And so let's say that let's say that going abroad was part of my experience there and now I'm a 41-year-old man who actually has kids and is thinking about my kids' future. Maybe that hustle bustle somewhat intimidating experience is going to strike something in me and saying, "Oh God, I remember that. God, and that's a it was valuable scary. life experience." But then yeah. that's going to make me remember to invest for my kid. And maybe it's just again my perspective as somebody who didn't travel abroad and doesn't have kids. So well, that. so we didn't love it, but again, we we came at it from our own perspective. Listener Sarita agreed with us, um, and she writes. Um, Number one, look, I went to a French public school for a significant part of my life. I know that accent. I assume the accent of the French-speaking people. Mm. Um, Those are Americans doing a rude imitation of rude (laughs) French people, which I love. Uh, She says, two, to our point, the fact that he was completely unprepared, the student was completely unprepared, belies the fact that anyone involved in this story was prepared, no Mm. matter what the voiceover says. His parents might as well have been Googling, what's a euro after shipping him off? Or was there a plan to unload this shiftless art student in a country where he would be hopelessly lost forever? <laughs> and finally, spend your life living is a bad pun and a tacky motto for a financial planning company. Spend your life living. <laughs> yes. Huh. Boo- booze all around, she huh. says. What do you think of the tagline? Um, spend your life living. I think that that's a good tagline. It doesn't bother me, but it doesn't particularly... Mm-hmm. do anything great for me either mm. interesting uh so she's saying that the, those are american actors probably in la pretending to be rude french people and i would bet every <laughs> euro that i own that she is right um but guess what time it is now um according to my clock 805 but that's not what you're talking about no it's jingle time oh but guess what we have to kick us off we have a, an ad council jingle jingle. This is from listener Jeffrey, who writes, I've been catching up on some back episodes. I noticed that you usually say, it's jingle time, before playing uh, listeners singing their oh. favorite jingles. So I thought I'd try my hand at writing an it's jingle time jingle. Oh, God. It's not a peppy ditty. More like a very sincere 80s PSA jingle, or what plays at the end of a commercial, where the seven-year-old kid is so happy to have his sibling home from college for Christmas or something. Gross. And then he concludes, thanks for being my ear friends. <laughs> Which I love. Um, all right. So uh, this is this is uh, Jeffrey. Thank this you. Is it here and this is the new. It's jing. It's jingle time. Jingle. Well, I haven't even heard it yet. Don't but, I get a say in this? Well, you, and Jeffrey, are just telling me that this. That's is... right. All right. I'll, I'll take a listen. Head council. It's jingle time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's so good. You and Jeffrey win. You've beaten me down with your brilliance. All right, let's just. I want to listen to that one more time. Yeah. So, so we'll say, okay. Um, what time is it? And then we'll play that. Okay, so let's do it again. So we just finished um, reading these other emails, and now, uh, hey Genevieve, guess what time it is? What time is it? It's jingle time. 
Now, do we actually say it's jingle time or do we just And then what play? I need to do is I need to edit out the three seconds of silence at the beginning because otherwise <laughs> right, you keep sort of talking. Um, okay, so here, let's try this again. Oh, you're saying don't... An- I, I, well, let's try it both ways. Okay. You start it this time. Um, guess what time it is. What time is it? Oh, this one is the one where you're not going to say right. it first? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's what this gesture Okay, meant. start over. Uh, hey, guess what time it is. What time is it? Really gonna have to edit off the few seconds yeah, though. I think definitely. for the timing. Let's try it my way here okay, for a second so though. So, so I'll start this one. Um, I'm gonna try to zoom in up here. Uh, uh, Genevieve, guess what time it is? What time is it? It's jingle time. Head council, it's jingle time. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it that. You way. like it that way? I think so. Yeah. I feel like it's it's re- it's repetitive. We you don't have to reinforce. We it, don't though. say commercials in the news and then play commercials. I literally in the news. always do that. Well, I think you should stop. <laughs> I literally always do it. First, I do an imitation of it, and then I play the real thing. Hey, who went to radio school? I, I guess you did. It was very intimidating. <laughs> it was a bunch of Americans speaking bad French accents. <laughs> One of them scowled at me. Well, I'm so delighted that we have a jingle time jingle. Yeah, I do love that. Thank you. And I'm very happy to say that we do have a jingle to play for the jingle time All right. this, uh, this week. Um, this is from listener Corinne, and... Um, it takes her a while to build up, I think, the courage to, to really belt it out. Uh, so she, there's a little bit of a, a wind-up for it. Hey, guys. It's listener Corinne. And uh, I was watching the video of the Marvel the Mustang commercial, the one that Alan, uh, Genevieve's boyfriend, introduced us to. Oh. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that toy looks exactly like the inchworm toy. And like Alan, I was obsessed with the commercial for the inchworm, even though I never actually owned one. I actually kind of thought it was scary looking, uh, so I never would have asked for one. But I realized that I was obsessed with that commercial whenever I was a kid, to the point uh, that I, I can remember it with terrifying detail. Um, so anyway, I was going to sing it for you. I, I was practicing and sang it for my husband, and he said, that is the creepiest thing I've ever heard. And I said, I know, right? Because it it sounds kind of like a 70s soft rock love song. But also... It's jingle time. <laughs> so, as I recalled, it was shot in this kind of weird, gauzy, soft focus. Uh, the little girl's hugging the inchworm it looked like a weird love story sort of a thing so anyway i'm going to give you my even creepier rendition of uh the inchworm jingle inchworm you gotta know i want you with me everywhere i go inchworm inchworm i'm telling you true Inchworm, I love you. Inchworm, I love you. Right up and down and up and down on the inchworm from Romper Room. (laughs) So there you go. You are welcome. Thank you. You oh the up and down part really it just goes it just crosses the line with that for me. Everything else I like. Well, you want to hear the original and also see the original ad. Yeah, it sounded like not like uh, not Elton John. Like, what's the more soft rock version of even Elton John? 
Like, um, like Michael McDonald? Maybe, maybe. All right, so this is the original here. I'm trying to... I feel like I vaguely remember an inchworm toy. Let's see if this is the one I I'm think it probably of. is. I do remember that um, that toy. I think yeah. I've never seen and that. And it is ad, very though. similar. I think it's probably the same mechanics that uh, operated Marvel the Mustang. Right. It's a it's a you know sort of tricycle sized green worm with a little yellow saddle. And when a kid kind of like bounces up and down on it, it forces it forward like a few inches at a time. What a horse do! <laughs> what a horse do! <laughs> Al wrote back to us and said, right? Or did yeah. he leave us a voicemail? I don't yeah, know if Alan, we got to that on the show. I don't know if we got, I don't think we did get to it on the show, but he, he agreed. He doesn't, he had to Google it too. And no one's quite sure what she says, but we think it's what a horse what do. What a horse do. <laughs> All right. Well, what a fun show. That quiz was fun. I'm sorry about some of the, I'm, I'm like, I want to go back and redo it, but you can't redo a quiz. No. But there were some audio issues, but that was fun, man. Yeah, no, I like More that. challenges for the that was both good. of us. It was like, I like a quiz where I'm getting 60%, right? You know, like then it feels like it's challenging, but not cra- not like so dispiriting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did a good job. You did. You did good work out there today, Genevieve. You too. Thank you. All right. Uh, next week, we're hoping for an early show on Monday uh, with our friends, Nick and Rosen. They're going to join us to talk about the Super Bowl ads, because as you like to say, Genevieve, it's kind of like our Super Bowl. I do. Uh, it's my favorite joke. If you guys, it's my favorite joke that you tell. Uh, if you guys want to join the conversation, uh, jump on the Facebook group. You can find us at After These Messages Show on Facebook. If you're not already a member, you'll just send us a quick little invite, and we'll get you in there in just two seconds. Plus, of course, we have email After These Messages Show at Gmail and the voicemail line where we love to get your jingles for its jingle time is 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. All right. I think we'll call it a day. Yeah. All right. Happy football week, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. United States of Google, Verizon. They all spy, son. I'm Pisces rising. And you ain't Hoover. You suck like James Dyson. Google the devil, but I...